Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by Big Hamster. Instead, it's brought to you by CrimeCon. Yes, that's right, CrimeCon 2017, which is this June, uh, June 9th through the 11th. That's Friday through Sunday at the JW Marriott in Indiana. That's Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, it's got unique experiences like uh, canine search dogs. I don't know if you can pet them or not, but you can look at them. Uh, also, crime scene reconstruction, blood spatter analysis. Uh, there's a mock cherry and... This one sounds fun. Escape the Room. Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of podcasters, including us, Thinking Sideways, also Up and Vanished, uh, Generation Y, and a whole bunch of other ones. So be there or be square. So go to CrimeCon.com and use the promo code SIDEWAYS20 to get 20% off your admission, and we'll see you there. Thinking Sideways. I don't get it. Up brought the aliens. You must unlearn what you have done. I don't know. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey there, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I am Steve, as usual, joined by... Devin. Joe. And once again, we have a mystery to share with you. A really scary one this week. It is. This is yeah. this is a super scary one. It is. Um, Steve's doing his diligence to bring our numbers back down from my <laughs> spike in the Brian sisters last week. No, come on. It's been a long time since we've done a cryptid. So <laughs> no, that's I decided fair. it was yeah. time to do a cryptid. I got tired of talking about disappeared, murdered people. Well, okay, okay. That doesn't mean nobody gets killed. No. Yeah, stay maybe. tuned. Yeah. You have to wait and see. In an hour, they'll find out. Spoilers. All right. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. 
And this was a listener's suggestion. It was suggested by Alex quite a while ago. Thanks, Alex. Scape or like like landscape and or like like a like ores and mineral. Yeah. Ores. Yeah. O-R-E. Is, yeah. 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 Just Although to because it sounded like you were like scape or and I just didn't. I saw it spelled on one webpage as scape whore mm, swamp. I think did that's you see wrong. that one? No. Yeah. That's a great typo. I really did. No, I did. Escape, yeah, Escape Horror Swamp. Weird. Uh, mm. And maybe maybe that was the original name, and they decided to drop the WH. I think it's it a probably a typo. I think that's totally a typo. Autocorrect, if you will. Yeah. Back to the story, though. All right. <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about the Lizard Man of Escape Horror Swamp, which, as we've already been talking about, Escape Horror is a swamp. It is, for those who don't know their geography and don't know Escape Horror Swamp, like, who doesn't? But in case you don't, it yeah. is a swamp that is in South Carolina. And just to kind of give you some reference points here, it's about 80 miles or 130 kilometers south of Charlotte and about 40 miles or 65 kilometers east of Columbia. And it looks to me like from the arrows, it looks to me like it's actually like part of a river course. Maybe it a, really is. It is just yeah. part of a giant river course is the or, best way to describe it. Or it might be a backwater of a river or something like that. But it does it's not like a big square or round thing. It sort of snakes around like yeah, it's a It's not like, like a, a giant Louisiana would. swamp or something like no, that. No, it's not that huge. Yeah. No, no, not at all. It's actually not that big. All all things considered. We're gonna be talking about a cryptid. And as always with cryptids, there are going to be variations upon variations upon variations of the story. So I found a narrative, and we're just going to go with that narrative. You will see variances all over the internet, so just be aware. Doesn't I don't know which one is right. We just grabbed one and ran with it. Yeah. So our not sto- a story, not a lizard. Correct. Yeah, okay. Well, hmm. yeah. you don't know how I do my research. Yeah, good point. Lots of dead little lizards in Devon's apartment. No, pets. Come on. (laughs) Our story starts in the fall of 1987 when George Holloman Jr. was riding his bike near Skateboard Swamp. According to George, he was thirsty, so he stopped at a small creek to get a drink of water. And, And oh, by the way, this was around midnight, correct? Um, I said, no, the, the one that I read about this, it was late at night, like around midnight. It was in the evening. I, yeah. I have seen variations of George's story, so uh-huh. I don't, I, I'm not going to commit to a time, mm. but George said that he was thirsty. So he stopped for a drink. He might also have wanted to have a cigarette, depending on the version that you read. And I got to say, by the way, George, it's a little late, I know, but you shouldn't drink out of the creek because even though it looks clean and clear and refreshing, well, probably somebody lives upstream. You know, there's a reason I didn't put that in my script, because I knew he would go straight for that little public service announcement. I was going to yeah. bring up Cryptosporidium and Giardia, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> just saying, dude. It's, it's important. So, he stops for a drink, oh, and okay. reportedly, George said he felt like he was being watched, and he looked around, and on the other side of the road, he saw a green-colored stump that didn't look quite right. So what? He, a green-colored stump? Yeah. Hmm. So he said that he had decided that he was going to go over and take a look when the stump moved and then stood up. And what he saw was a creature that was over seven feet tall. It had green skin and horns or spikes, depending on the version, going down the length of its back. 
And just a few minutes later, a car drove by, causing the creature's eyes to glow red. And at that point, apparently the car was enough to startle the creature that it turned around and walked away from George and into the swamp. How did it walk? On two feet. Mm. On two legs. So like it walked a like a person, upright like a human would. So had George brought extra underwear? I do not know. Yeah. Because really, that's that's the the end of George. I mean, George, George does not is actually the appear. Earliest. He does not appear in a lot of the accounts of this. No, actually. he's one of the earliest accounts. Chronolo- or he's the first. If you take this in chronological order, he's the first one. But after that, he does kind of just disappear. Actually, uh, George uh, George was lucky too. He kind of caught the critter in a good mood. Based on the next uh, story that we've got, you're absolutely right. I mean, either that, or there's something about cars that sets this guy off. There, there yeah. maybe. I actually, there's a song about. It that really says that. But we are going to move forward in time again to a story that was told by 17 year old Christopher Davis. Christopher Davis was driving home from work on the 29th of June, 1988. So we're a year forward. And this was the this is the most this well is the known. most most well known, yeah. most re- reported on version of the story. It was about 2 in the morning, and he was driving home from work, and he blew a tire near Scape or Swamp. He stopped, and he changed the flat, but as he was putting everything back into the car, back into the trunk of his car, he said he heard a thumping sound behind him, and when he turned around, he saw the lizard man of Scape or Swamp, which he didn't know that's what it was at the time. Nobody knew about it at that time. But I, think, I think George, the bicyclist, hadn't said anything at this time. He had not. Yeah. But... Uh, So Christopher sees this thing running towards him, and not surprisingly, he jumps into his car and tries to flee. After a quick underwear change. He said that he jumped into his car, and he shut the door, and he locked the door, and the thing went for the handle. Uh, At that point, he wanted out of there, so he turned on the car, and he hit the gas, and he drove away. And he said that it started to chase him, and then eventually it jumped onto his car, onto the roof of his vehicle, and he could see its fingers through the glass over the roof of the of the car. Uh-huh. Hmm. So lizard boy was, or lizard guy was on top of the car. Yeah. yeah, supposedly he was doing 40 miles an hour when Lizard Man was able to climb upon his car. Uh-huh. I'm guessing that Christopher must have been then doing some evasive driving, swerving back and forth, and must have at some point managed to dump the Lizard Man off of the car, because when he got home, he didn't have Lizard Man on his vehicle, but he did tell his parents what had happened, and his car did have some damage. There were scratches on the roof, and the driver's side mirror was banged up, and Chris's dad... Yes. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking how this sounds like a really convenient cover-up for him uh, having mashed his car up a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We'll too. we'll deal with this. We'll deal with that. I We're figured, not theories yet. I figure. Yeah. Um. So so Christopher's dad, uh, prompted by later reports of damage to vehicles, makes his son come forward and tell his story. And he doesn't tell his story for two weeks. It's it's a full two weeks later before Christopher's story comes out. When he goes to the cops, and you can see footage of him, uh, you know, on local news telling his story. But when he tells the cops what happened, here's what his statement is. He says, and I quote, I looked back and saw something running across the field towards me. It was about 25 yards away, and I saw red glowing eyes. 
I ran into the car, and as I locked it, the thing grabbed the door handle. I could see him from the neck down, the three big fingers, long black nails, and green rough skin. It was strong and angry. I looked at my mirror and saw a blur of green running. I could see his toes, and then he... and then he jumped on the roof of my car. I thought I heard a grunt, and then I could see the, his fingers through the front windshield, where they curled around on the roof. I sped up and swerved to shake the creature off. End quote. And I, as one of you uh, observed before we started Christopher's story, his is the most widely reported and the widely known version of the story, or the initial story of the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. Yeah. It's partially, uh, as Joe was talking about, we hear about him instead of Holloman because Holloman didn't come forward. It wasn't until this story and several others happened that Holloman came forward. I think that might be why people don't give him as much credit as maybe he's due. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I can totally understand why he didn't say anything to anybody. Yeah. Because, you know, they think you're nuts. And, of course, I can totally understand why people would think, well, Holloman just wants a little attention, and he's sort of piggybacking on everybody else. Mm -hmm. It could have been that, too. Exactly. I had said when we were talking about Christopher's dad uh, having him come forward that there were other reports that had prompted him to do so. Well, one of the, the events that had prompted him to make his son come forward took place on the 14th of July of 1988. There was a couple named Tom and Mary Way, and they lived in Bishopville, South Carolina, which is about 10-plus miles from the swamp. It actually depends from the center of the swamp. Yeah, it depends on where that's... Towards the northern end of the swamp, it's actually closer, you know? Yeah, yeah, so that's why I rounded it as about 10-plus miles, just give or take. Yeah, just depending on where in the swamp the critter was. That morning, they were getting ready to leave the house, and Tom went outside while Mary was busy doing I don't know what in the house, but he came back in and he told her to come outside and look at their Dodge minivan. Yeah, the the swamp man had keyed their car. No. No? He didn't key their car? No. No. What did he do? The hood, the, the front of the hood was all scratched up and parts of it were pulled off. There were holes all along the front edge of the hood, uh, you know, like teeth mark size holes. The wheel well of the driver's side fender had suffered the same fate as the front of the hood. It was tore up, and it had holes and scratches all over it. The molding had been torn off as well. The the hood ornament was gone, and the antenna was bent. And reportedly, though I've never seen anything really concrete on this, reportedly some of the wires from the engine had been pulled out. I, I don't. I don't. I've never seen anything. Sp- where somebody said, yeah, it's right here's those wires, unlike with the footage of the van where they show the parts and pieces that were chewed off. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, it's, it's, it's impossible to do that unless you open the hood, at mm-hmm. least partially. So um, Now, the, on, the, on the interviews that they've given, they say that there were tufts of hair and blood and footprints around the van and that they had those taken in for testing and casts were supposedly made. The cops tested them, or these people? The cops them? supposedly okay. took them in for testing, but I have never heard anything about them. And the only image that I've ever seen that maybe looked like blood on the, the hood of the van also looked like it could have been dried paint. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But there's definitely... there's. The, the the hood is definitely chewed up, mm-hmm. and the wheel well is definitely chewed up. I mean, when they looked at it, somebody's like, "Well, it's obviously that that an animal has been chewing on the molding of your vehicle." What kind of animal? Well, 
obviously a lizard. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> what, what else would do that? Yeah. <laughs> they do love metal, it's true. They, they do. Not a house cat. From from that point forward, there's a lot of stories of the lizard man during that year or so. There well, it are... wasn't even a year. It was like a summer, like a couple of months over a well, summer, right? No, there I mean, was there were some more, but it seems like the bulk of them were in a fairly short period in like the summer of eighty eight. Well, yeah, there was there yeah. were some in the summer, then some in the winter, some in the spring, and, and then it really kind of started to taper off. It was about a year that there was reports coming in. Now the damage to vehicles really only happened during the summer because there were people who were parking around Skateboard Swamp and coming back to their car and finding it all scratched up and, and punctured. But that that only really happened during that summer from about July forward. But the Lizard Man continued to be reported. There were uh, footprints found around these vehicles and casts were taken of it. And you always see it reported as, and the feet were 14 inches long, which sounds big in theory until you think about the fact that I wear a size 9 boot and my size 9 boot when you slap a ruler next to it is 12 inches long so mm-hmm. they're not actually that huge a feet they're they're big if they're from a critter like that not that but much they're bigger not, than my feet really but yeah. they're they're not gigantically insanely huge mm-hmm. is my point a, could have been your average nba player could have been yeah could have been could have been anything, no. yeah. Now, the media went really, really crazy with the Lizard Man. They had a lot of fun with him, and they were reporting on him all over for a while. But as we talked about, things kind of died down. And then two years later, a woman named Bertha Blythers said that she and her children were by, were driving near Scape or Swamp when a huge figure figure lunged at the car from out of nowhere. And then after that, there were sporadic reports. But, you know, like I said, things had kind of tapered off from what they had been in the summer of 88. People were still reporting seeing the the creature. Occasionally cars were being scratched up and blamed on the lizard man. And just so we kind of get an idea, the reports are usually the same. They're very, very similar to one another. They always report a creature that is somewhere between seven to eight feet tall. They always say that the skin is green, greenish brown, brownish colored like there's this whole green to brown spectrum that you see it described in well that was some people also said it was like kind of furry too you do occasionally see that and brownish fur always has three fingers and three toes which i have a big problem with that but that's a big staple of this story um i think a lot of people might actually be familiar with the lizard man escape or swamp and not realize it and that is because of a report that was made back in august of 2015 there was a woman who said she saw the lizard man escape or swamp while she was stepping out of the back door of her church and that she took a picture of it with her cell phone mm-hmm. and that picture was picked up by I would say a very, very reputable reputable news source, the Daily Mail. Our favorite. Yeah. Our favorite. And if you look at this image, 
it's, I mean, this thing is buff. This lizard is this, buff. This is really rocked out. I mean, yeah. Marvel and DC don't draw that kind of definition on their characters. Like, no, this thing like is just the, bulky. and He looks like the Incredible Hulk with a tail. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does. But uh, even, even the male made fun of him. Yeah. I yeah. mean, everybody did. But there was also a video that came out right after that of somebody who said that they saw a lizard man creature from a distance you know, moving around in the swamp. Yeah, and if you video. watch that video, it's just a blurry video of somebody way far away. And it, is it human? Is it a creature? Like, there's no way to tell. It, it really is. It looks like it's probably humanoid, but as far as it being a, a lizard man, you can't even tell how big it is or small or whatever. You yeah, really can't. it's a little suspicious. So, a le- just a little. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. So, yeah. that. In a nutshell, that's the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. Um, you know, the locals love him. They think he's great. There's songs about him. There's T-shirts and mugs and hats. I actually got to get one of those. But uh, but there's not a whole lot other than that stuff back in 2015. There's really not been any any really good reputable sightings. Um, you know, the the video is always crappy, or you can tell they're really staged videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched some of them that look like somebody had gotten a hold of a knockoff of the creature, the Black Lagoon costume, mm-hmm. and were walking around in the dark. It's on shaky ground. Mm-hmm. Mm, swampy, mushy ground. You could say that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think real quick, we should probably watch the video. Just to see what this guy looks like. Mm -hmm. So while we're watching that, let's take a quick break and then we'll go to theories. Okay. All right. Now it's time for listener mail. Uh, We got an email here from Bob in Estill, California. Uh, Dear Team Sideways, I would really like it if you would take at least 60 seconds to talk about your sponsor, Blue Apron. I find them really fascinating. Please say something about them. Well, Bob, that's a good question. And I got to tell you, uh, you know, I have a lot to say about Blue Apron and all that's good, of course. Uh, you know, now home cooking is available for all of us, thanks to them. Because before you had to go to the store, it's been hours, literally hours, shopping around for all these little esoteric things like, you know, butter and milk, you know, things you've never heard of, in order to put together a nice home cooked meal. And now they just send that stuff straight to your door, and it's already measured out for you and everything. And you can cook a, a really good meal really easily, and they're, they're, they're saying like 40 minutes, which, you know, for me would be like more like three hours, the rate I'm going now. With Blue Apron, you can prepare delicious, really memorable meals for yourself. Let me list some of the meals here that are available this March. We've got two more weeks left. Uh, there's salmon piccata with orzo and broccoli, uh, pork chops with miso butter and bok choy and marinated apple. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals, that's three meals free, with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash thinking. And you'll love how good it feels and tastes to become this incredible home chef that you never thought you could be. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash thinking. Dude, that was so real. I'm telling you, it was the real deal. I got to go change my underwear. Excuse me for a moment. Let's take a break. The, subti- the, the, the subtitle or uh, of this episode is Joe, have to change the underwear. That's right. Constantly Joe's, Joe's obsession with underwear. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> are, are they uncomfortable today, sir? I mean, yeah. are you okay? Do we really need to pause so you can change them? You know, that's the great thing about these mysteries is they're so scary. It gives me a great excuse to change my underwear, which yeah. I rarely do. 
Yeah. Wish he'd wash them. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is well, let's go into theories. Theory number yeah. one is that the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp is real. No. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. No. <laughs> nope. According to the internet, a lot of people believe that the Lizard Man could be real. And Apparently something like 20% of the population of America also think that the moon landing is fake. So, uh, Well, uh, and a larger portion me. believe in, uh, in Bigfoot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that people believe in. and yeah. But Bigfoot is real. Well, Perhaps. Let's, let's get back to the lizard man. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then we'll talk about Shoopy later. Okay. Um, so let's, let's explore this a bit. And I know that you are probably going to have to do the same thing as I, which is set aside the disbelief because of the fact that, you know, you would think that something this big couldn't have gone undetected for this long. But let's just set it aside. Yeah. I mean, they find like giant whales that have been living in freshwater seas for all well, the time. They have they have found new species out there, although like, you know, usually they're in the middle of the ocean two miles down. Or in the middle of nowhere where yeah. nobody is. I just saw the thing the other day where they found a, a boa constrictor that they thought had been extinct for 50 or 60 years. And they're like, what, 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 what? These things are here? I'm just waiting for them to find the dodo. Mm-hmm. It's out there. It's out there. Yeah. Um, I believe. They're going to find the dodo, and then it's immediately going to walk into a fan blade. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so let's put aside our disbelief okay. and listen to this. It's real theory. Okay, so. However bunk it may be. So if you think about it, South Carolina, it's not the most densely populated state in the union. It's the 24th most populated as of the 2013 census. And it's a decently sized state. So, so it's, it's half populated. Yes. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Skateboard Swamp is part of a tributary of the Petey River. And if you look at the whole area, as Joe talked about earlier on the map, it's not like it's a big square swamp. Like it follows a lot of waterways and courses. And it, it really ranges over a pretty decent area before eventually dumping out into the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, it's not it's not totally fettered water. Right. And actually, it would be a nice little highway if you were the sort of critter that uh, was one of these mysterious Bigfoot-like creatures that mm-hmm. wants to avoid detection. It's a nice little highway to transit from one point from point A to point B because you're not going to have a lot of people wandering around inside the swamp. Yeah, if you're shy yeah. and it's a small population, you know, it's, it just naturally stays small. You could see theoretically how something living in that very specific microecology or something. Yeah, like that. that that that's a very specific environment could theoretically go undetected. And for the record, we aren't talking like. They came up from Florida through the Atlantic Ocean. We're talking just this one specific little area. Yes, this is not okay. Florida Man Strikes. Right, I just want to make sure. Yeah, they're they're definitely they wouldn't be a transplant. They would have had to have been there for. They a would while. have, yeah, and also like the problem of them being both freshwater and saltwaters would be an issue as well for me. Well, they're so as far as I can tell. Lizard man isn't necessarily like, you know, a swimming lizard as in it's part time. You'd think it was a crocodile if you saw it in the water until it stood up. No, it's more man than lizard. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is very humanoid. Not much of a swimmer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the accounts vary on the look of its face. Like we talked about, you know, it's in earlier, it's got the red eyes, but the accounts vary from person to person as to what its body shape is, but it's always humanoid. It's just that three toes and the three fingers 
are the one of the common defining characteristics. Mm-hmm. After that, it's all over the map. Yeah, it should be noted. I don't know. Maybe you mentioned it. Not everybody has seen the tail, which doesn't mean that he doesn't have one, but not every witness reported him having a tail. It's very true. Not everybody yeah. says that. So either it's a rather small, stumpy tail, or it, it doesn't have one. Or it could have been the angle. They just saw him from the front and didn't see the tail, maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. But yeah. But the, the, there is the, the weird thing about. The, the difficulty I have with this theory of it being real is there are no reptiles that are known to be or even appear to be humanoid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even even the big ones, you know, I mean, you think about like gators or the Komodo dragon, like those things can st- they will stand on two legs to to reach up to grab food, but they don't they're not mobile. In they don't that walk fashion. around that way now. Right. They don't they they don't get around that way. So it's a little weird that suddenly we've got something that is human proportion in terms of torso and legs and arms, but is a lizard. Uh-huh. That's that's the weird thing is that we don't see this evolutionarily anywhere else. No, well, you, you see things like the Velociraptor, which was stand on their hind legs, but they're not humanoid shaped though. No. Right, I mean, and they, they were got dinosaurs. two legs and two arms, and they were dinosaurs. And, may, and maybe yeah. it's something like that that is some kind of weird holdover, like the turtle. It's still a dinosaur, but well. So one thing that's also interesting is, and we I asked this specifically to be able to talk about this is. They keep saying it's got three toes or fingers, mm-hmm. right? Three toes, and that three is, fingers and a thumb. That's very rare it's in weird. the reptile world. Most reptiles have five fingers and toes mm-hmm. on each hand. Five digits? And so, yeah, five digits. So, it, I mean, even like crocodiles, even, you know, chameleons have the like weird pinchy three things three, yeah, there but sometimes... lizards have five i mean you know it's really rare to find a reptile that's got three well actually and this so one it's had weird four. i mean if you see the the picture that was taken in 2015 he's got three fingers but he's also what has what might be a fourth finger but thumb. looks looks like actually an opposable thumb Mm-hmm. My, I'm sorry, is, my mistake. Yeah, so from four, that even four very though. legitimate picture. picture. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> my mistake, but still, I mean, even you know, four versus three versus five. I mean, yeah, it is a little strange. It's weird. Uh, it's weird. But actually, it's not unheard of if you watch The Simpsons. They have three fingers. That's true. Yeah. The hard-hitting documentary of The Simpsons. Yes. Exactly. Futurama also. Yeah. They have three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, that just bothers me a lot. That does well, and also I, I've seen the um, I've seen a photograph of the plaster cast that was taken of the footprint. Of the foot, and uh, it's um, it, it, you can see the heel and the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it looks more like it was meant to be a human rather than a. a but we'll just say the, the most of the foot was okay, but then it's got four toes on it. There are three. Are there just three? There's I just there three. Four. It's just three. Okay. It's that but, white cast, but they look like they're wires with balls on the end were used to create the impression. That's the way it looked like to me. The toes to me looked like, it looked like they'd used two large rocks to make the heel on the ball and then basically use like sticks. Like, cause the toes are remarkably cylindrical. Yeah, they are. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Devin's showing me a picture of another set of plaster casts. So there's one that I looked at that were even different from that. And they, yeah. And they were to- It's Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, it, see, that's, and here's the thing. Every, every cast of, if we're going to get into the, well, there's a, some problems with this being real, every one of the casts 
that you see is different. Yeah. Like the the feet are always different and whereas one it looks like the toes are just slapped on top, the next one they look like they're dug in but like they're pitched into the ground like mm-hmm. it, it's really 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 inconsistent which if you, this oh, was no. supposed to be a real critter it should look somewhat the same. Now though, you know, there could have been a family, some adults, some kids. I mean, and of course footprints are going to differ Depending on if you're, say, walking or tiptoeing or running, I mean, they're going to look a lot different. I, I get well, that, but yeah. but there's some general issues in terms of there's but not still. even foot shape in well, some of them. And yeah. to me, the one that I saw that had the toes that looked like they were made from sticks, they were cylindrical. Uh-huh. I'd never seen toes that were like that looked like that. Ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, you know, this whole thing could just be a product of genetic engineering and manipulation, and maybe that's what it is. Is this is something from the Isle of Doctor Moreau, and we just don't get it? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, is there like a large corporation and you know anywhere nearby that you know is conducting hideous experiments? And you should, Joe. You, I'm I'm ashamed of you. You should know better. <laughs> there would be yeah. no way that we would know that it'd be some secret organization being billed as I don't know a gas provider or something like that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Some Home security, just yeah. Home security. No, it's usually like a gas facility or like a telephone power company. plant or yeah, a telephone company. Mm-hmm. So yep. it has a reason to draw huge amounts of electricity mm-hmm. and fuels. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. they've got a huge underground lab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. okay, that's okay. probably what it was. But, but I, I also haven't heard that the lizard man loves egos, so I'm not. I'm. I don't think he's probably. You don't think he is? No. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a good reason. All right. Let's move but, on to our next theory. Which is Lizard Man, a total fake. Yeah. Could be. Total fake. So this, Maybe. Uh, this theory is that, uh, according to the theory, that this thing is totally bupkis. And there's some things about it that make me think that it could be. There's a lot of, there's a lot of little towns around this country that have strange creatures that reside near them. And those strange creatures seem to be one of the things that are economically keeping them afloat through the sales of t-shirts, hats, coffee mugs, and any other paraphernalia that happens to have said critter plastered on it. But also tourism. Yeah, yeah, well, that's exactly it. it, You're selling those things, you're drawing people in. And you're drawing in just the kind of people you want to draw in, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, but, and, uh, and I'm not saying that this is done intentionally. Like, let's take Christopher, for example, Christopher Davis. Uh, I think that he may have believed that he saw something, sure. and then others took it and ran with it and then saw what a friggin' gold mine it was, and that's why then people start adding to the story, and there's copycats. I mean, there was a guy who was caught putting on a rubber uh, lizard man costume in 88. Mm-hmm. Like, it blatantly spoofing the whole thing. Yeah. Wouldn't you? That's what I'd do. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I don't even know if you know the answer to this, but was anybody actually living in the swamp? I I know that there are residences in the area, but I don't know about actually inside of the swamp. I couldn't answer that. Yeah. I don't know that anybody could. I mean, that's the kind of, that's the part of this country where there are are probably some people who Uh, have lived there for generations. And are actually living in swamp on houses on stills. People. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe those people wanted to like, you know, scare everybody else away and keep them out of the swamp. Not to get out of my swamp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, and it actually kind of backfired on them because what happened is it generated all this interest. And next thing you know, there's like, 
there's like hundreds of, of hunters like going through the swamp, like trying to track down and hunt and shoot the swamp man. And so all their privacy they wanted, because they were probably growing pot or something, and, <laughs> and all the privacy that they wanted, well, it just went away entirely. And so yeah. it's, no, it's no wonder that the lizard men went away too, because they thought, oh, crap, this has totally backfired on us. So. Yeah. I guess regarding Christopher, though, I, st- I maintain that, you know, that's something I would have done when I was 17. If I had been, like, driving a little too fast on a backcountry road, popped a tire and run off the road and damaged my car... Mm-hmm. I'd replace the tire, come up with a really convincing story about an alien mutant dude who that's, chased me. That's not the kind go, of story that I would. I wouldn't. Up with. I would also not make up a that. story like that. But I, I don't know. I'm. I doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if it just happened that he did some damage to his car and was trying to cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, maybe he if he was drunk or stoned or something like that and, you know, went home, he could have been like, you know what? This is the best idea ever. My parents will definitely buy this. So and at the first thing. they were like, no, but then other reports came out. What I what what is amazing to me is that Lizard Man if it's if indeed it's a hoax and it is all stems from Christopher's story, it is amazing to me that Lizard Man became Lizard Man based on the drawing that he made. Because the cops said listen, draw what you saw. And what he drew was a three-toed, three-fingered thing that looks like an alien. Well, I mean, it really does. It's got the bug eyes and the and the head shape. Like it totally looks like it's a gray. I but have it, this. It doesn't have the tiny little alien body though. What it's got well, is no, big potato. Well, no, this was potato. the bodybuilder version. <laughs> no, it's actually not. It, his one was is kind of potato shaped with a tiny little head and real spindly arm and arms and legs. Uh huh. You know, very spindly long arms and stuff. Yeah, not a, not athletic looking at all. I have this great image, like this great little scene running through my head where they're like, "All right, son, draw what you saw," and he draws it, and they're like. No, no, no. He's like, yeah, it looks like an alien. And they're like, nah, son, you're crazy. It could have been a lizard, but not an alien. What color was it? Green? Co- it was scaly? Yeah, it was a lizard. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. And that's just where the story came from. I'm sure, I mean, I'm just, I'm... I'm sorry. I'm kind of making fun of this whole thing. But. I understand that. But, but uh, you know, this, I mean, if we're in the hoax part, there's another problem with the, the whole story of the Lizard Man. And that is that Christopher and subsequent people since then have said that the eyes glowed red when lights hit them. Mm, not okay. surprising then. Well, it is surprising because most creatures that have eyes that reflect light, you know, like cats and dogs and stuff like that, it's usually a yellow or greenish. maybe kind of a greenish or an amber. But red is not like, you know, the glowing red eyes. Red is not a color that I normally reflects. literally just almost hit a skunk last night and its eyes were red as it looked at me terrified. <laughs> Are you being serious? Yeah, I'm being did it, serious. Did it spray you? No, I I was driving my car in town. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, there's skunks that live in my neighborhood, and, but I mean, you know, possums as well. They have little red eyes, but they're not red. They may they're be orangish, but they're not red. And okay. This, this this story makes it out to be that they were. It always says glowing red eyes. Okay, but in fairness, if somebody were like, "What color eyes were that skunks?" I would say they were glowing red. I wouldn't be like, "I don't know." They were a subtle shade of amber. I'd say they were red. <laughs> yeah. 
Probably. Right? I mean, like, that's what I would say. I'm sorry. That does make sense. But I wouldn't, also. I mean, I wouldn't, I, and I know what a subtle shade of amber looks like, but, you know, if you're scared, you say, eh, they were red. But, you know, the thing is, Christopher also says he saw this thing in his taillights as he was driving away. Well, and that's, Which yeah, would so make red. me think that it's the that's... lights on the back of his car. Yeah, that too. Coloring it. The same thing with George. He said that, you know, car drove by and the eyes turned red. Taillights. Could yeah. have been the taillights yeah. again. So, like, the, the, just the, 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 the idea that the red eye. That's that's so what... really we're actually wrong about the color of this thing too, right? Because they've it's only been seen in red light. So what color do you think he actually is? If you see like a greenish brown in red light, mm. color theory. Do do do. Well, okay. let me just pull out my handy dandy color wheel. You don't have one? Not on my back pocket. Uh, no, me not today. Sorry. Okay, so I think there's some other actually better theories than it's there a actually. Hoax. There are some other theories here. <laughs> Believe theories. it or not, yeah. I've, I'm actually managed to squeeze four theories out of this story. Yeah, I've, this next one is my favorite one. So the next theory is that lizard man isn't a lizard. Lizard yeah. man is another animal entirely, and I mm. spent a fair a bit of time thinking about what George and Christopher uh, had said they had seen if indeed their stories are real. And the only thing that I could come up with besides, as we talked about a little bit before of drugs or alcohol is a bear. Yeah. And I, and they do have them in South Carolina. They do. And I think everybody knows that bears can and will walk on their hind legs. Especially if they're suffering from like mange or something that's affecting. Well, the hind legs thing is it depends on the animal. But you remember Petals? Mm-hmm. There was that bear, in, I think it was in California, was Petals? Or I can't remember where Petals was at, but he was a bear whose front front legs had been damaged in some way. And the only way he could get around was to walk on his hind legs. And he walked everywhere like he was known in the area. Well, and there was We're that. Totally getting around that way. And there was that bear recently. It was like a really sick sun bear. And it, they, oh, I think I they were like, it's a chupacabra. Yes. Yeah, right? yeah, I remember and that it, one. And That's... its skin looks kind of scaly because it was just like dry. Uh-huh. And if, if there were a bear that had contracted something that was damaging its skin, paws included, you know, it would be walking around and on hind legs and, and yeah. look kind of scaly, but also have of, some fur. And look kind of creepy and, and weird. And probably attack things that are big in its territory. And if anybody hasn't done this, so the, the bulk of this theory is that it is indeed a sick bear with mange. And if you have not seen a picture of a bear with mange before, it is nightmare inducing. And I want everybody to pause the podcast Unless you're driving, at which point get to your destination before you do this. No. no. Just slam on your brakes. <laughs> <laughs> just stop right where you are. Right Everybody does it to me. Why shouldn't you do that to them? Yeah. Um, but Google image search bear with mange. And they are freakish looking. And it is really scary. And I could see how something looking like that could scare the holy hell out of somebody. Sure. And in the dark... Especially, you know, if it's rat, a rabbit isn't the right word, but if it's angry and it's upset and it's cranky and it comes after you, like, 
I could see how that would scare the living daylights out of you, and you wouldn't know what you were looking at. Oh, sure, and and, and the, the black bears they have there actually can. They don't usually, but they can get quite large. Yeah. It's, it's not unheard of at all. I mean, And if you think about these things, if, if there's one of these living in the swamp, well, I mean, if it's a bear in the swamp in general, we can look at this two ways, is if it's not sick, but it's swimming around in, in brackish water, you know, ucky water that's full of organic material, Material that could stain it, or it could its fur, or it could just have that on it when it stands up to make it look greenish. And you know, animals can get stained by their environment. Did you guys see the uh, the the Cheeto colored alligator the other day that I put yeah. up on our, our yeah, I saw that. Facebook? Yeah, like that That's stuff weird. happens. Uh-huh. Or uh, sorry, just to toss out there, um, albino animals do happen. Mm-hmm. So if it were a white animal, that... might be more prone to staining. Mm-hmm. They're looking mm-hmm. dirty and weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so so this does happen. Um, and then, you know, like I said, if it's, if it's then actually got mange and it's in that environment and those things are affecting the color of it, that would make its skin look that weird greenish, brownish, yeah. mottled hey, just, they color. They do not look like bears when they have, when they don't have fur. Uh-uh. They just don't. No. They're kind of cool. They look like some weird nightmare animal. The only one that I saw that looked like a bear was an actual cub. Like yeah. little itty bitty cute cub. I saw And it just looked like too, a baby cub. But... Except for also like it, if you, after you look at it for a second it took a minute yeah you look at it and you're like oh and then you're like oh yeah no that's a bear i see i see it now i mean uh, they really don't they really they can really be really scary Mm -hmm. i yeah yeah. so bear sure i'm liking bear and if you think about the damage that was done to parked cars if you look at the images of the that Dodge van that was chewed up, and then you look at some of the other stuff that was done, like the only thing in that area besides somebody having uh, what's a really big what's the the great like a Great Dane or something uh-huh. that really had a chewing problem, a bear is the only thing that I can think of that could punch through the the hood of the the front of the hood of a vehicle and tear the molding off and chew up the metal like. It's the only thing I can really think of that yeah. would be able to do that kind yeah, of no damage. Yeah, no dog. I, I'd never seen any dog, big or small, attack a car before and try to chew on it. Oh, oh, hold on. Yeah. Devin is showing us a picture of a car fender that is being chewed apart by a rather large dog. I would say it's like a feral dog. Yeah. Maybe but, coyote but again, sort of. But again, that that's uh, that's a fairly decent sized dog. I and love to it. Do he's the he's totally trashing the car. He's going for their windshield wipers too. I yeah. But to go for the minivan um, to get the hood like it did and to chew all that off, that, that's a taller animal. It's a weird angle for a dog to be up at. So mm. yes, it could be a dog. No, I don't think so. I've seen the kind of damage that bears can do to things. And they, I mean, they are strong. And, and they, they have huge, sharp claws. Huge, sharp claws. Mm-hmm. Um, although, again, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's healthy behavior from a healthy, stable animal. Oh, no. But again, no. if we're talking an animal that's suffering, um, you know, especially they if... They do weird things to try to relieve the... the, the... They do, or they get confused. But I also they're hungry because they're sick and they they can't really go out and do their, you know, feed themselves normally. Yeah, I mean, or you know, a minivan. Like, was there food in the minivan? Was he trying I have to? No idea, but I mean, like I've yeah. seen pictures. The engine compartment, or you know, the the front mm-hmm. engine area of. The was van. there an animal that crawled in there and the bear was trying to get at? It? I mean, like I've seen like 
there are pictures that's up there. A, that's a good point because these people, if you watch the video, the interview of the lady, she talks about the, the uh, what was her name? Way, I think. The ways. Way was her last name. Yeah, but one of the things that she talks about is it was Mary. That's what it is. Yeah. Mary says that she looked out the window and they had seven cats who all lived on their front porch and all their blankets and pillows were spread everywhere and there were no more cats. Mm-hmm. All the cats were gone. So that's a good point, Devin, is it may have been going after a cat yeah. that had crawled up into the engine compartment to hide. Yeah. yeah. Or um, about it that. could also be that uh, they, they converted it to run on like vegetable oil and they were getting their oil from McDonald's. It Not in like, the 80s, man. The whole car smelled like french fries. Not too. in the yeah. 80s. <laughs> what bear doesn't like french fries yeah. that's a modern hippie thing not yeah, an old hippie I thing <laughs> yeah i mean overall there are a lot of reasons that this could have happened and it's i i like this theory a lot yeah. especially again especially with this time frame too like in a six month year i mean you know for me what that sounds like is like there was a yearling bear who was out trying to f- like make its own little patch of territory territory thank you uh, you know, and he was sick and, and so he was there and then he died probably because he was so sick. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they petered off, but that's, I mean, that seems like the, about the time of year where those bears have to go off and fend for themselves. So yeah. Maybe, that would explain I mean, it, why it wasn't happening really before and didn't happen. Yeah. After. I mean, or it could have just been a bear looking for territory that happened to come through the area and, and was sick for whatever reason. I mean, there's a million ways it, it could actually, happen. Even animals can go insane too. It's yeah. not just people that go nuts. Yeah. I mean, have yeah. you ever seen the, the poor polar bears at the zoo sometimes? Like, oh yeah. It's, They're it, not happy. No, no. Um, except, except for the ones at the Oregon Zoo. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Okie doke. Well, we've done enough talking about bears. We've talked about lizards. Now let's talk about reptilians. Because mm. that's our next theory. Like the like the reptilian. The, like the, the reptilians. Yeah. Okay, because now it's time to go to Crazy Town, boys and girls. Does anybody remember back during the election, uh, before Ted Cruz was believed to be the Zodiac Killer, he was believed to be a lizard man? Yeah. Okay, well, for those of you who don't, don't worry about it. You're better off not knowing. I just want to read you guys a quote that's pertinent to this. Oh, okay. Um, Quote, as 12 million Americans know, the U.S. government is run by lizard people, or to be scientifically accurate, reptilians. Yep. Mm. Who said that? I don't know, some people in the Atlantic. Oh, uh, okay. Because it's, it's pertinent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, 12, people, 12 million people know this. Uh-huh. It's got to oh, yeah. be real. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally a well-guarded secret. Yeah. Uh-huh. So as Devin has just, still, uh, just let us know, there are people in this world who believe that our government is run by a super secret race of reptilians. All governments. Yeah, the entire world is our governments, our human governments, Mm -hmm. our entire global economy and governments. It's all run by this super secret race Mm -hmm. of these reptilian creatures that live in underground bases all over the world. And by the way, they're able to change their shape at will. So they are shapeshifters. Yeah, they happen to be about seven or eight foot tall which is rather convenient. Um, And they've managed to infiltrate all of the highest levels of government and Mm. industry. Yeah. 
and that they're they're in control. Yeah, actually, the um, the the documentary TV show um, from the BBC. Um, Doctor Who uh, did an episode on this. Oh, did they? Yeah, um, but unfortunately, one. they don't, that that species that they exposed can't shift. They have to fit into spacesuits, basically that are just human shaped. Is that the ones that have the weird sucker arms. No. Okay. Well, let's let's go back to to reality here. Oh, back. We, to, uh, yeah, oh, sorry. We need to talk about the real reptilians. Real reptilians. Well, the thing about it is, though, I mean, the reptilians too—they're uh, not necessarily shapeshifters like, say, uh, werewolves and things like that. If you're possessed of that kind of alien technology, you can have a holographic projector that can actually alter your appearance radically. Yeah. Yeah. And make you look like a human being. However, they're going about it, they are changing their appearance from a seven to eight foot tall reptile creature into Ted Cruz. Into yeah. Ted Cruz. Yeah. No, it's and, a, it was Obama. And, oh, Obama okay. and Obama and Margaret Thatcher and the Queen of England. And, that's why she's living so long. Yeah, that's how she's lived so long. Okay. So it, it turns out that the idea of reptilian humanoids it's not it's not that old of an idea to no, in all it, intents and purposes it came about with ufos right it came yeah. about with ufos before that like reptiles were not part of any kind of really uh robust lore there wasn't a real good lore around them yeah it's crazy how conspiracy theories seem to have only come around after we got really comfortable mm-hmm. in life yeah and also yeah. after we got mass media Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the, the it happened around the forties, the UFO craze, and the reptilians didn't really get a tribute, or reptilian creatures, humanoid creatures, didn't really get the 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 level of power associated with them that they we see today until the late nineties when a guy by the name of David Icke published a book called The Robots Rebellion. Yeah. Now for people who don't know, David Icke, he in the seventies was a writer, and then through the eighties he was on the BBC on a couple of different programs. And then at some point in the 80s, it was right around the late 80s or early 90s. He had a, an awakening. He, well, I was going to yeah. say he took a turn around the bend, but you were probably putting it much nicer than mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. He went on to a, another show, at which point he told everybody that he was actually the son of God and that the world would end that year. Yeah, no, I he either went around the band or he just decided there was more money in that kind of stuff. And as of today, the world has not yet ended, so I'm not sure exactly what happened there. Well, he's obviously a reasonableist. Yeah, he's he's not the first person to predict the end of the world. No, give him no, that. he's not. He's That's... not. But uh, so apparently, what what Ike does is uh, in the late '80s and early '90s. He starts talking and then writing about a lot of different things like automatic writing mm-hmm. and messages that he's these un that he's getting, like psychic experiences that he's having. Are you skeptical about that stuff? I'm mm-hmm. I've said on more than one occasion that I'm skeptical about that what? stuff. I gotta tell you about automatic writing. Now there's times I've sat down, like to say, even write a script for this episode. 
and I'll, a little later looked out at the page what I'd written and it's, it's just a bunch of tasteless crap. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so I know it happens. So to clarify, what is automatic writing? Automatic yeah. writing is where you put down the pen and you don't try to write anything. It's at least the way I understand automatic writing. And then your hand, as if possessed by another being, begins to write things where it mm. says, red rum, red rum, kill uh -huh. your wife. You will get the insurance. Nobody will figure it out. Yeah, mailer, this letter now. It. It's awesome. Okay, so I know I can tell you that mine always looks like gibberish. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not actual words. Mm -hmm. Well, it's well, words, just not in your language. So that's true. Ike, channeling another being here, dude. Ike starts doing this, and he starts having these experiences. Wait, is he writing books in automatic writing? Because if so, I have a lucrative new business opportunity <laughs> for us. So he, what puts him on the map is he's doing this stuff, uh, and then he begins to believe that there is a large alien force controlling our world governments. And he begins to come up with his theories about the reptilians and their shape-shifting abilities. And he starts writing books about it. Over time, you know, it's kind of like a footnote in the early 90s in his books. And then it mm -hmm. becomes more and more and more and he more He starts to develop it. it. Yeah. Yes. By the way, uh, as a side note, have either of you looked at... This is the funniest thing. I, I love Wikipedia sometimes for the drawings that are on there. Mm -hmm. Have you mm -hmm. looked at the reptilian? drawings on wikipedia reptilians for the reptilians that control yes the human so race. so don't worry about don't don't google this Devin. i'm I, doing I, it. i'm going to describe this there is a reptilian creature that is a nice outline and got some gills and then there's a humanoid man a human man standing next to it in the same line drawing style and what i want to know is why they decided that they had to include genitals on the human man but not on the not on the but reptile there's nothing like that on the reptilian well reptiles don't have external genitals <laughs> So why in the hell? <laughs> know, because humans do. Well, I didn't need to see the guy's junk, you know. I, I would do. You know? It's the weirdest thing to include. But, but I have anyways, a lot of questions about that. Oh, the there's drawing. a lot of questions about that. But but I'll be honest. Listen, Ike, Ike does some, he says some things. He makes some claims. He does a lot of things. And I don't even begin to understand. I mean, I've watched videos and and read a little bit of his stuff, and, and I'm not tracking with it. So to give him his due and to try and give a third-party uh, explanation of what David Icke thinks... I found something that is a, it's a modified synopsis of his belief. And so I'm going to just read and that. Is, is this from Wikipedia or where is it from? This is from some other news article stuff. It's a conglomeration of stuff. Okay. Um, so this says, quote, Ike argues that humanity has been genetically manipulated by the Babylonian Brotherhood, a hybrid race of human extraterrestrial reptilians, also known as the Illuminati. Wow, those guys. He briefly in introduced the extraterrestrial hypothesis in his book, The Robot's Rebellion, and expanded it in And the Truth Shall Set You, and the truth shall set you Free, uh, citing some other books. And then in The Biggest Secret, which he published in 1999, Ike identified the Brotherhood as descendants of reptilians from the constellation Draco who live in caverns inside the Earth. They are the deities known as the, I'm going to butcher this, 
Anunnaki in the Babylonian creation myth. End quote. Accurate pronunciation, actually. So, why do they live in caverns? Do they like it down there? Or are they hiding? I'm guessing it has to do something with the fact that they're reptiles. Mm. I have Mm. no idea why they live in caves. Yeah, so the the theory of directed evolution is not one that is unpopular. There are a lot of people in this world who believe in directed evolution. Mm -hmm. Um, But this idea of, of commingling evolution and that the ruling race is reptilian is as, as the, our fans like to hear me say the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. It's a little guano crazy. Mm-hmm. It's super guano crazy. Well, you gotta, you know, I'm looking for rhyme or reason here in their in their big genetic modification plan because are they trying to make us smarter or are they trying to make us dumber? Dumber. Oh, is that oh, we're we're easier being, to I, rule. That might they, they might be we are we are sheeple. Yeah. We yeah. are sheeple, my friend. That must be it, yeah. That is the reason that they are doing what they are doing to us. Now, what they are harvesting from us or getting from this this venture of, you know, cultivating the human race, I don't know. I haven't gone that far actually, into like stuff. Actually, I... Uh, it's probably a food source. I know. No, not even necessarily that. It might be that they, uh, they don't want to exterminate us because they, they would feel kind of bad about it. But at the same time, they want to like sort of negate us as a threat to them. Uh, you know, a dumb humanity is a humanity that's unlikely to reach the stars and colonize the galaxy and be a threat to their galactic empire. Maybe. And so it actually makes a lot of sense. They're being sort of humanitarian, but at the same time, they're keeping us in our place and on our planet. But I'm, I can shed a little light onto the directed evolution theory. Okay, yeah, have at um, it, please. The, oftentimes people... The, the theory goes is that it's an um, alien race that is ex- otherwise extinct in this world. So they came here um, to try to cultivate a new kind of their species, and it kind of failed, but they ended up commingling or directing us in, in a certain way, but that those aliens are otherwise extinct in the universe. Everywhere else except on Earth. Mm-hmm. And actually, the, the, the watchers. Yeah. So the, the, watch, the reptilians who are basically our watchers or our, our shepherds. Yeah, but that yeah. like some sort of intergalactic war or something like that. It made all of the others extinct. Hmm. Okay, but I don't but understand. One of they're, many. They're extinct here on on Earth too, though, right? Because they've crossbred with humanity. Well, yeah. Okay, but so they're still better than. They're us. still bigger and smarter and faster right. and all that yeah. stuff. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. okay. And that, I mean, those all theories right. usually come that you know they they the first interaction with alien was like homo sapien not the first little inkling of a little thing of life it the was first that first thing in the primordial ooze. yeah i mean it's it's how a lot of people make the leap from like how did we stop being animals and start being humans right how did we get our intellectual cognate Co- cognition mm-hmm. yeah cognition works anyway so that's that's kind of where people hmm. land a lot so all you got to do is... To bring us back to our actual story of the day. Oh, Ike? Yeah, yes. Ike. Talk about Ike. Well, no. The Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp, the reason that I, I looked at Ike and his reptilian stuff is let's, let's again suspend all the disbelief that we've already thrown out there and let's say, okay, David Ike is right. Well, then maybe this is a situation where there was one of the the members of that species, let's say a teenager, you know, the teenagers are always not playing ball. He was on Rub Springer. 
Run, something run like that. And it is, you know what? I hate those stupid humans, and I am going to screw with some stupid humans. And Chase is a human in their actual form, or maybe this is their way of playing a huge practical joke on the human race, and it explains Bigfoot and the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp and the Chupacabra and all these, uh, and the Mothman and all these other cryptids are okay listen you have a free pass for a month take a form pick it screw with them and then you're done you can't do it anymore alternately they're the insane ones who don't get caught right away and then they're put down by their own species yeah they're put down or locked up yeah yeah they're they're hauled back and put into their you know their their little padded rooms well if you think about it it could be a form of inoculation too because um Things can accidents happen. Your your little projector fails, and suddenly revealing your true lizard form. Accidents happen, and so if you go out there and you, and you create all these hoaxes like Bigfoot, lizard man, whatever, you create all the, all this stuff, this hoo ha, and so nobody, if somebody actually sees you in your true lizard form, nobody's going to believe you. Unless it happens yeah. on the floor of Congress. Yeah, yes. then you've got a really big problem. Yeah, yeah, but but otherwise, I think those guys they probably like you know really really carefully like check their little projectors. Well, but... that's why they have presidential aides, right? Yeah, but... and and and, may, and maybe that's it. But the point is, is that either this is you know was, was somebody one of these creatures in the Ike universe mm-hmm. having fun at our expense. Or breaking the rules and eventually getting caught and locked away, which is why the the sightings of the the lizard man of skateboard swamp doing what the lizard man of skateboard swamp did in the beginning haven't happened anymore. So I mean I don't know that's that's but that's the way this theory is running. Yeah. Mm. Anything to add to it? It was a bear. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sick yogi. It was a sick yeah. yogi, yeah. Not, not the same instance, you know. I mean, the same thing happened every time. In one case, it was probably a bear, maybe two, and then the rest of it was people made it up or they imagined mm-hmm. it or they were like, hi. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I said before, I mean, if you watch some of those videos, it is very, very clearly a dude walking through the woods and somebody else has a flashlight shined on them mm-hmm. as they're moving through the woods. Like yeah. it, is, it is so blatantly clear. Yeah. I, uh, it, it, yeah. Well, it's not that clear actually. They're, they're so tiny in the distance. Like the guy, the hunter. Well, no, the one in the dark with the flashlight that I'm talking about, that yeah. was very clearly somebody in a suit. Oh yeah. But like the one that was taken by the hunter where he's off in the distance, it's like, Maybe he was using an older, crappier cell phone. He must have been, I guess. But or it was 20, somebody compressed it was, that video or it was, to, to it was optimize a, it. It was like 2015 when he took the video, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and so why didn't he, like, zoom in? Well, well maybe that's why it was so bad. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I have you know. ever taken a picture when you zoomed in on your oh, yeah, cell I mean, phone? They're the, terrible. The quality, yeah, the quality definitely degrades, but, I mean, still. Especially if it's in the dark. Which this one was not. This was yeah. a daytime video. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The one Joe's talking about is the daytime, yeah, but the yeah. one I'm talking but, about is the nighttime. Yeah, but he was not zoomed in. I mean, no. Yeah, not at all. No, and, no. and so I think it, the whole thing is, is silly. So that's that's really, you know, that's where the scales end. Mm. So I think what we need to do now is is take care of a little bit of uh, end-of-show business here. Yeah. 
If you want to read some of the links that we have for research on this story, you can go to our website, which is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. On there, we will have, like I said, the research for this story, and you can stream this or download from our website. Uh, You can do that with all of the stories. On the website, we also now have the full list of all stories that we have covered and with links directly to those. So you can use that to check to see if we've done a story because I know it's kind of hard uh, to look through, through the, a lot of pages. Yeah, yeah the stream, well, in the streaming sites yeah, and iTunes, tough. it can be a pain to find stuff. So we've created that in the website for you to look. So take a look yeah. at that before you send a story suggestion because we may have done it already. And of course, we've been doing so many of them. We've had yeah, thousands and thousands, but maybe not. But uh, of course, we also have links on our website to merch. You can buy merch. We do. So yeah. on the website, on the right-hand side, there is a section for Zazzle and Redbubble to get shirts and mugs and phone cases and all of that good stuff. That's all right there on the website. Um, now you can down, you can stream from our website. You can download from iTunes. You can stream from Google Play and Stitcher and all of those places. Wherever you're getting the show from, if you're able to subscribe, do so. And even more importantly, if you're able to uh, rate and leave a review, that is fantastic. That's what helps other people find the show. We're on social media. We are on Facebook with the page in the group. We are on Twitter, thinking sideways without the G in the middle, courtesy of a character limit. And we are on Reddit. Uh, there are no character limits there, so we are thinking sideways. The best podcast in the entire world. Look us up. Yeah, we that's are. actually not part of our, our Reddit name, but that's cool. <laughs> um, we have a email address if you want to get in contact with us to talk about this episode or theories or other stories or share stories or you have constructive criticism or you are the lizard man or you're the lizard man and you want to tell your story you're welcome to do that our email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com and I believe that is all of the stuff that I've got here. It's all, so all the housekeeping stuff. Yeah, we're done, I think. All right. Well, this has been a soggy one, but we will talk right. to you guys next week. Back to the swamp for me. Bye, guys. Beep.